Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Welcome to the Whack Brackets Podcast, the podcast whose favorite song from the Rocky movies is Burning Heart and not I the Tiger. I'm your host, Mike, and on this episode, we will be bracketing off Rocky opponents with the producer and occasional co-host of the Believe You Me podcast and producer extraordinaire over at the Gas Digital Networks. I would like to bring on Mike Harrington. How are you doing today, Mike? What's going on, Mike? Doing great. Thanks for having me, Bob. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. You wouldn't tell the people what you do over at the Gas Digital Networks and uh, boxing training and all the cool stuff that you're into. I mostly just try not to get fired. Um, <laughs> I work on Believe You Me Without a Country, Gomez Watches Seinfeld, uh, you know, and just a, a few other projects, including Fight Camp, uh, which is, you know, or Fight Journal, I'm sorry, where Luis J. Gomez is training for his fight with Jason Ellis. And it has somehow led to me getting free training and possibly boxing someone uh, from Barstool Sports next month. So should be fun. Well, good luck whooping those guys' ass because they're a lot to deal with. But with that said, I'm a big fan of the Gas Digitals. Uh, all those guys, obviously, Lewis, Big J, Mike Bisping, the whole mess of them. Love it. If you haven't checked out any of the Gas Digital podcasts, go check them out. They are great. And again, we are going to bracket off Rocky opponents today. And before we do that, if you haven't checked out the Whack Brackets podcast, I'm going to tell you what I do here. I'm asking the burning questions you never knew you wanted answered until we ask them. We will bring on fellow podcasters, producers, friends of the show, et cetera, et cetera, such as Mike Harrington here. And we will bracket off similar contestants using irreverent, ever-changing questions. So, Mike, if you are ready to go, we'll get started with this thing. Hell yeah, let's do it. All righty. Question number one, we are going to pit Clubber Lang versus Tommy Gunn. And the question here is, which one of these two is less likely to whip your ass if you publicly pulled an embarrassing prank on them? What do you think? Okay, I mean, this is a tough one. I, hmm. All right, I'm going to say, I'm going to say less likely. Yes. Less likely is the winner. Yeah, that's the way we roll here sometimes. I don't like this. I don't like this one bit because I, I think that I think I tell you what, we'll flip it. This is the cool thing about the show. We can do that more likely. Let's go with that. Okay, more likely. Oh, yes, hundred percent. It's got to be Clever Lang, dude. Clever Lang has no off switch. He's always looking for a fight. He's always looking. Doesn't matter in public, in the ring, wherever. Tommy Gunn. The famous line with him was like, you know, he does it in the ring. Tommy Gunn only does it in the ring. Like, you know, you you clown on Tommy Gunn. He's got his Don King figure to like jump in between and stop him from actually retaliating. Whereas Clever Lang is just by himself living in a shitty impart- apartment trying to get Adrian to come by, you know? <laughs> well, I will say this. I'm not sure exactly who I'm going to go with, but I'm at least going to think about both of them here. Clubber Lang, let's be honest, he straight up killed Mickey. Mm-hmm. And somehow or another, they let this guy continue boxing. <laughs> I don't understand that. He's borderline murder, and that's okay. As far as Tommy Gunn, the thing is about him, like you're saying, he had his Don King figure, but... How long is that guy going to hang out with him after he got beat in the street by a brain damaged man? There was no cell phones back then. 
You know what I mean? So it's like that was just a word of mouth thing, kind of like how, um, you know, Chuck Zito beat the shit out of Jean-Claude Van Damme. Jean-Claude Van Damme kept making movies after that. It didn't really hurt you too bad without the phone camera on it. So I think that would still get a pass until he gets beaten badly in the ring. Okay, I think I'm going to agree with you on the clubber laying. I'm still a little concerned that, again... Tommy Gunn is volatile, obviously. He's this nice guy at first. And and then next thing you know, he's like, he turns his back completely on Rocky. You spent all this time training him. And then at the end, he knows Rocky's got brain problems. And yet he's willing to fight a man with brain damage, which seems like if you're going to do that, you, you've got a weird fuse to begin with. That's true. I mean, but here's the problem, right? Tommy Gunn, like all that you're saying kind of just gives me almost like, school shooter vibes you know what i mean that like these people took him in like they tried to do right by him and he still is just like lashing out at them like there's something like genuinely unhinged and a little scary about that guy and i I appreciate where you're coming from with that clubber lang though is the one where it's like dude just imagine trying to do something where you're going to embarrass clubber lang like that's true it'd be like you know trying to trying to pants francis and ganu right now it's like dude he's taking your head off period like you're not doing that to the man so it's like tommy i could see you like doing something embarrassing to him and then him going home and like stewing on it you know what i mean and like just really brooding over like what a piece of shit you are and like thinking of some machiavellian way to get back at you right clubber Lang is the guy who's like no i'm gonna keep like i can run faster than you and longer than you so try to run from me i will catch you and beat the shit out of you when i do i think you've talked me into it again the school shooter vibe, that's actually a great point, as well as we don't really know Tommy Gunn's background. I don't think we do know Clubber Lang was incarcerated for five years. Do we know why he was incarcerated? I don't know. Five years is like, what is five years? I'm going to say aggravated assault. Maybe. I think it was five years is how long he was incarcerated for, if I recall. But it's been a, it's been a minute. I mean, I'm just trying to think like, um, yeah, I mean, aggravated assault is one to 20 years. I mean, you know, robbery, like, I'm just trying to think of like, what are the crimes you could do that are like borderline violent and kind of scary and would match up with his personality where you'd be out in five years? Yeah, that could be anything. Yeah, he is. He's a volatile man. We'll put it that way. So, and Tommy, he's probably, he can go back to Oklahoma and fuck some more sheep as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I'm I'm done with Tommy Gunn. (laughs) Yeah. I'm glad that he was not pursued in future Rocky endeavors. <laughs> not a character that was appreciated in the Rocky series. I'll put it that way, at least for me. Yeah. I mean, I, I for me, at least it was one of those things where I was looking, I was like, damn, where's Mason, the line Dixon in this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, like why, why does Tommy Gunn get the rub? But I do, I understand that. Like it is, it's two very different types of guys. Like if it was clubber versus whatever Tarver's character's name was like, there's no question. It's going to clubber Tommy. You do kind of get that. Like, yeah, like you said, willing to beat up his former mentor who he knows has, you know, Parkinson's or whatever brain problems he's got going. Right. Yeah, you're a real piece of shit. So I like that. Not not a good dude, but more reason to eliminate him. I don't want to talk about Tommy Gunn anymore. So even if I was leaning towards Tommy Gunn, I'm sick of talking about this bitch. Let's go ahead and keep Clubber in. So I'm glad we didn't go with less likely. Otherwise, we'd had to go with Tommy Gunn. And I do have to say about Clubber is... I am of a particular age. I remember when Mr. T was the fucking biggest thing since sliced bread. This motherfucker had, they had Mr. T cereal. He had his own cartoon. He was on the A team every week. Just amazing. Headlining WrestleMania one. Yeah. I mean, it's that's, he really parlayed just looking like a badass. And really, I don't think the Mohawk was generally a thing 
Yeah. Before Mr. T. Mr. T just kind of made that a thing? Yeah. I don't remember seeing a mohawk until I saw Mr. T with a mohawk, and I was like, this is the baddest motherfucker on the planet. That's pretty sweet. God bless him. So, yeah, Clubber Lang going to go on to the finals of the WAG brackets versus, of course, one of these two, Ivan Drago or Apollo Creed. Mm. And the question is here, who flags down the waiter first when they aren't being served quickly enough at an Applebee's? Okay, I mean, this one one felt too easy. Okay. Okay, so a couple things to remember here. Uh, Ivan Drago is coming from Soviet Russia. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's like the USSR where I'm convinced he was eating nothing but like borscht and beets, um, you know, and, 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 you know, cold stews and, you know, had never seen something as glamorous as the inside of, a, you know, American just strip mall Applebee's. So he I genuinely do think he's going to be sitting there just too wowed by the amount of choices on a menu like, you know, you can have all this. There's no restrictions based on like where we are in the country and like the government delivering enough bacon. Rat- like, we can definitely get bacon on this cheeseburger for real. Like, I think he would just sit there very quiet, very stoic. The other side of it is that one of these people is obviously the more outspoken, the more brash, the more easy is clearly the talker um, where the other one had his wife and premier or whoever that guy was uh, doing all his talking for him. So, you know, I don't think, I think Drago would legit sit there for like two hours, not being served and just, he would expect somebody else to take care of it for him. I'm at least going to think about this for a second, because you could go one of two ways here. Creed, Apollo Creed, I guess I should state loves a good party. And, I guess it's just going to depend how many people are there, how many $4 beers he can get, uh, what kind of alcohol he can get from the bar. If he's got the ladies with him, of course, it's going to be hard to talk ladies and go to Applebee's, but it is Apollo Creed, who's a damn fine, good-looking man. For Carl Weathers, still a good-looking man to this day, let's be honest. Yeah, I mean, fine. heavyweight champion of the world says, hey, you want to go to Applebee's, you're yeah. going to pull up to that booth at Applebee's. What waiter or waitress doesn't want to be at this party with Apollo Creed? Where Drago's sitting there with his woman, his manager, and two words that you have to consider here, Mike, roid rage. We know this guy is loaded Mm. on the juice. And he may be sitting there fine, and then all of a sudden he just snaps, loses all his shit. Okay. Point counterpoint, though, what that would come down to, it would be Drago snapping at his lady and his advisor, like those two people, uh, and just flipping out on them and then going back to being very stone quiet. And it's their responsibility then to go flag down the waiter. You know what I mean? Whereas like Apollo, if he's sitting there, Apollo Creed is like, I have blessed your Applebee's with my presence as Apollo Creed. I brought 25 people here on a Friday. Why have I not gotten any? So like, I feel like he would interrupt everyone else in the restaurant's meal to be like, why have I not been asked, you know, what kind of flame grilled steak I'm having? <laughs> Yeah, where are the chicken fries, man? Yeah. As well as, I'm going to even guess this, Apollo Creed seems like the kind of person that would probably just rent out the entire Applebee's. Mm. Yeah, if he was going to go to an Applebee's, you're right, he would. Yeah, but it's like, all right, at that point, that doesn't make any sense to me. So you're telling me he's way, he's he has this entire Applebee's to himself and the waiters just aren't coming? Then he would be doubly pissed. He'd be like, I got, yeah. Touche. Well played. I will give you that. I don't see a world in which Apollo Creed walks into anywhere and isn't like tipping the waiter a hundred bucks. Like, yo, keep the ice cubes cold. You know, like that's the, the a hundred percent, like his style. And then just if 
they aren't coming and asking him every three minutes, hey, do you need something, champ? He's going to let the the waiter know, like, yo, you're fucking up right now. Yeah, I think the tipping aspect is a part that I didn't take into this. Yeah, I could see. Yeah, there's no tipping in, in the USSR. Like, there's very little tipping in all of Europe. I guarantee there's no tipping in the USSR. It's not baked into their culture. Like, Yeah, and I don't think the ruble conversion is very good anyway. So, <laughs> I feel like cool. Apollo's going to feel entitled, man. You know, yeah. and Drago's going to feel like I am happy to be in America. And and not only that, this is a fight I wanted to see anyway. We've got Clubber Lang coming in. And I would love to see an Apollo-Clubber Lang fight. Ooh, trying to think. That's the problem with that, right? It's like the greatest of one generation versus the scariest hitter of another generation. You know, it's like, I'm trying what? to think, like prime uh, Kane Velasquez versus current Francis Ngannou. I don't know if that goes. That's fun. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, well, we're going to get to do it in the in the final segment of this white bracket. Now, that being said, you're saying old generation versus new generation, but forget not, I believe it was the end of Rocky. It was the end of Rocky 3, where Rocky and Clubber have the exhibition match. Rocky and Apollo. How, oh, sorry. Apollo and Rocky. And Creed, in one of the later Creed movies, Rocky admits that Apollo Creed beat him. So he still had he still had it going in Rocky three. He just wasn't fighting anymore. Right. But I mean, we're talking about, you know, Rocky who made his bones on having the granite chin. Oh, yeah. So it's like the it's it is a styles make fights kind of thing. You know, Rocky was never going to hit Apollo hard enough to, like, rearrange his whole face. One movie later, Drago fights Apollo in an exhibition and Apollo gets put out within two rounds clubber Lang, as hard as they were setting him up as like the, the power puncher mm-hmm. he could have caused some real real problems for apollo i think it would be interesting to me this might be more of a foreman muhammad ali comparison where Ooh, i love it so yeah creed is he he dances he takes some punishment he wears clubber out next thing you know he's got the victory and he is pretty much muhammad ali for all intents and purposes hell yeah wasn't that the wasn't the thing? It was Ali Chuck Wepner was the Rocky story. I think it was. Was Wepner did Wepner fight Ali? I can't remember. Yeah, Wepner fought Ali. Okay. Apparently, there was like a slip for a long time. It looked like Wepner was the first guy to knock down Ali. Um, okay. But it was it was very clearly a slip. Gotcha. We will actually put this fight in motion. We will take Clubber Lang and put him against Apollo Creed on this final question. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And I think this question is going to be a little more interesting than it appears on the surface because it is going to be which one of these two would make a more interesting Ken Burns documentary of their life. Hmm. Dang, that is tough. I mean, first and foremost, the issue I have with it being a Ken Burns documentary specifically is that it's, you got to fill like seven hours with this thing. You know what I mean? He just goes comically long with the lengths of his documentary. So exactly for me, the only one that makes sense is Apollo Creed. Hmm. Cause it's like, okay, I understand who, who would make a better 30 for 30. You could make the argument. 
it's uh, Clubber Lang. But for a Ken Burns documentary where we got to break down everything from like where Apollo was like born, what he was raised from, what his teenage life was like, what his early uh, uh, successes in boxing were, what his run to the title was, what his title run was, his eventual first fight against Rocky, the rematch against Rocky, his career as a coach and an analyst after uh, that Rocky fight, and then eventually, you know, taking a look at the legacy of his son after just carrying on that Creed name. There's enough in there to fill six, seven hours versus, you know, what do we really know about Clubber Lang? The thing about Clubber Lang is we do know, I think, more about his backstory, at least from what I understand, than what we know about Apollo Creed's backstory. Do we know much about Apollo before he's in the Rocky verse, so to speak? Um, I don't, I, I really just think it's that he was the consensus, like best boxer on the planet. Yeah. That's been my understanding too. Whereas Clubber, we do know, uh, he had problems as a juvenile. He had anger issues. He ended up in prison for five years. This is a whole story in and of itself. And then Clubber goes on from what I've read after the fact, there were some scripts written where one Clubber was supposed to be an announcer in Rocky five. Ooh. And they wrote him out. I'm pretty sure it was Rocky Five. He was supposed to be an announcer for, uh, I think it was Mason Dixon. Uh, what's his name? Yeah. Oh, that would oh, be Rocky Six then. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. So he's, he's supposed to be an announcer. In yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting confused. I'm getting my Rockies confused, my Rocky verse here. <laughs> but uh, also, I read somewhere that, I think it was that same script, I think it was Rocky Six, that he was supposed to go on to become a born-again Christian and go by the name, his given name, James. Clubber? Yeah. Interesting. Um, now, whether or not he shaves off the mohawk or not, I hope to God not, because that's the whole image, right? Dude, how much did I nail it? I just looked up Clubber Lang's Wikipedia. He was sent to prison for five years for felony aggravated assault. Bonk. Right. Okay, during his time in prison, he discovered boxing as a way to let out frustration and anger, which leads to the events of Rocky Three. Okay, so five years in prison, gets out, immediately just starts beating people up. Cool. Yeah. It is what it is. This is like, this is kind of a Derek Lewis story, yeah. which is super interesting. I'll give you that. But, dude, I mean, he never won a title. Right. Uh, his boxing record was 29, sorry, 28 and 1, but he never, he never got to that place where he was. Oh, he was sorry. He was. He was a very he was very shortly the world heavyweight champion, took yeah. the belt off of Balboa and True. then lost it back to him. Did he did he ever defend the belt? Because yeah. it's like the, the timeline is he lost. He won the belt off Rocky in August of 81, lost it back to Rocky in July of 82 and then yeah. never had a fight after. Yeah, my guess is, is he probably did not defend the belt between then. It's possible, I guess this could be. This could be he beats the shit out of people so fast situation he takes no damage and just makes a lot of money. It reminds me a little bit too much of Razor Ruddick. Okay. You know what I mean? Like the guy who comes up like one of the hardest hitters of all time, you know, very interesting and dynamic style, uh, has like gains the public's attention, takes it, absolutely takes it to Tyson the first time that they fought, you know, and then the second time he comes out, gets obliterated and his career is really never the same after. Yeah. That's interesting for about an hour. If you're doing a 30 for 30 on him, like I said, you have my undivided attention. Right. Seven hours out of that, it's a little tough. Whereas I actually do want to know what it was like growing up for Apollo Creed in, I'm assuming, middle of the country, right? Like I put that Ali backstory on him. So I put his birthplace somewhere in like Missouri or Kansas or something. And, uh, 
give him like that whole, you know, like what it was like growing up during the very tail end of segregation in the South. You know, I mean, we're thinking like the, the first Rocky movie was out, what, 78? It sounds about right. 77, 78, I would say. Somewhere in that neighborhood. So it's like he went through his developing and adolescent years in a very different time, in a very different part of the country, I'm assuming, than where, you know, most of these movies take place. So it's like there's a lot of meat on that bone any way you slice it. You know, it's like and that documentary is going to be interesting any way that you, you, you bring it about versus somebody like Lang where it's like, all right, he yeah, James was his name. So, you know, Clubber James Lang, he, you know, had a rough past in Chicago, ended up with a, you know, aggravated assault five years in jail. You could maybe talk to his jailhouse cohorts, but it's like, how would you even stack a, a seven hour, six hour doc on him? Yeah, I guess it depends on what, how much of the backstory you could get from it. The, the jail situation, of course, you get to a point most of the time. This is probably a rash assumption here. But most of the time, if you're incarcerated, it wasn't the first thing you did that got you incarcerated. Sure. But like you said, I think I'm more interested in Clubber's backstory from I'm more interested in the hard upbringing, the prison, et cetera, et cetera. Kind of the Derek Lewis, as you said, that's an interesting story. I think the thing that converted me to Apollo here, because I was going to come in with Clubber, but when you mentioned the title reign, et cetera, the, the analyst. He had a lot more. The only thing I would say is that particularly with Apollo's career, he died young. Okay, I'll give and, you that. But how young was he? 43, I think. Was he that young? Uh, yeah, 43, you're correct. Okay. Um, okay, born in Los Angeles in 1942. Hmm. Oh, okay. Okay, that's interesting. Uh, 48 fights, 46 wins, 46 wins. Yeah. Uh, one loss, the one loss to Creed. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. There there's, you have, so you have over 10 more boxing bouts in there. You have the death in the ring against Drago, which is huge. And you have the legacy of his son. That's Um, yeah. So both of those things are, are massive. You have his wife who was like steadfast and by his side, you have Duke, like his, the, his time as a trainer training Rocky for, you know, the fight against clubber. You know, I feel like there is, there's just so much more in there where it's like, you know, Apollo has a, has a very interesting story. And it's like clubber, as far as I'm concerned, he lost that bout to Rocky and then disappeared. He just went off into the sunset. Like Tommy Hearns, like, Went off to Italy and started, you know, filming B movies and, you know, retired with his wife in Brockton, Massachusetts. Like, I don't know. Who knows? You don't know. I don't know. But that that would make a hell of a Ken Burns documentary if, if he did run off to Mexico and started filming like spaghetti westerns. Maybe, but I, I don't know. Would it make a better 30? Would it make a better Ken Burns documentary than like, you know, we're doing a full hour on his prep for the Drago fight, why he took the Drago fight, his wife in tears, you know, 20 years later be- saying, I begged him not to take the fight, uh, breaking down Rocky's decision to throw in the towel or not. Dude, having Rocky on camera talking to Ken Burns about what was going through his head. Duke looking at the camera being like, I still never forgave Rocky for not throwing in that towel. Like there's so much there, yeah. dude. And, and of course, Kim Burns would, there would be some letter. My lovely wife, Ivan Drago besmirched my honor. <laughs> I must take this fight. Hell I yeah. know that I am in danger. I know I'm not in the best shape of my life, but I feel like I must stand up not only for myself, but for America. Yeah. I, okay. You, you've, you've persuaded me. You got me. 
You got me. I'll go with Apollo Creed then. Yeah. I actually had it originally that Apollo Creed was going to be the 30 for 30. It's a, a but I think the more you've more you've given me, I can you go with Apollo that. would make the better 30 for 30 than uh, Clubber. I did originally. Okay. Maybe again, I think I'm agreeing with you here now is that we do know a little more again about Clubber's backstory because I think that makes him the violent individual he is where we don't know as much about Creed's backstory. Maybe his backstory is equally interesting. We're just not aware of it. Yeah, and I think well, I, I think what makes it thirty for thirty interesting is the it's often the guys who don't win in thirty for thirty. Like those are the best thirty for thirties. Like broke the story of the USFL was super interesting. Yeah. This is the XFL was super interesting. Um, the the best who never was the Marcus um, Dupree. Yeah, like there's so many of those stories that work really well as thirty for thirties because thirty for thirty was initially the concept behind the project. What Bill Simmons has was like, yeah, there's so many events that happened in the last thirty years that we didn't get to fully cover uh, because we didn't we history typically only remembers the winners. Somebody like Clover Lang, where it was such a brief title run um, and it was such like a, a meteoric rise and then, you know, fade off into nothingness that would get lost in history where I think 30 for 30 would have a really um, 30 for 30 would shine like a light on that, on something that had been lost versus Apollo Creed, who in that universe, I'm sure is still considered to this day, either one a or one B next to Rocky. Right. Uh, you know, for his run before Rocky and after Rocky. So doing that deep dive on him, I think, makes the most sense. Yeah, we need like a Rocky, whatever number they are on, nine or ten now, where boxing's in the shit can, and and some YouTuber like the Paul Brothers is trying to pull it back out and, and save it. That's interesting. I feel like the, the issue I have is that Creed still lives in a world, like the movie is is in a world where boxing is as popular in 2018 as it was in 1988 right it would be super rough for me to picture like michael b jordan his character going and fighting like you know some punk fucking youtuber you know like that would stink in my mind like i let him let him keep fighting let him fight clever lang's kid like who cares right tell me that wouldn't be sick and bring back mr t for a cameo everyone wins everybody wins there just please don't bring back Tommy Gunn. It's not even possible for starters, but <laughs> I, I guess it's, we could bring back his child. So Golly. It is what it is. Death's a motherfucker. We're all getting there. But with that said, I believe we agree. Uh, no arguments. Actually, Mike brought in a lot of great points. Uh, well-versed on Rocky. I appreciate your knowledge because... It's been a while since I've seen a lot of these, so it was a little more difficult for me. But with that said, Apollo Creed wins the Rocky opponent whack bracket. And before we go, I will let the M. Harrington tell you where you can reach him on all his social media platforms and good stuff like that. Yeah, please come argue this with me. This is like what I love to do. It's my favorite thing ever. So you can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at the M Harrington. Uh, yeah, just shoot me a tweet over there and tell me why, you know, Ivan Drago would for sure throw a stink in an Applebee's. I can't wait to hear this. I'm trying to think of my favorite restaurant to see Ivan Drago in in the wild. Applebee's would be up there, but see him at like a Shake Shack. I don't know. No, it would definitely be like a Dick's Last Resort. You know, like the one where the where the waiters are all assholes to you. Oh, yeah. Familiar with any of those places. Oh, yeah, definitely. But like, yeah, just having a waiter tell him like, yeah, go, go, you know, just cursing out somebody like Drago and just having Drago have to deal with that would be so fun for me. 
Yeah, I, I'd love to see him in a Hooters because he's all business. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, especially because like he was married to Brigitte Nielsen's character, right? Right. Not going anywhere in America without her. So it's like just have him like needing to stay ten and two, like just looking at his chicken wings, not trying to like you know talk to any like you know just fat ass Latina chicks who he just doesn't have at home in Russia. Oh, it's lovely. That's so fun. Yeah, they don't make asses in Russia like they do in Latin America. We'll just put it that way. That's the thing. So with all that said, thank you, Mike, for being a guest. And we have another episode to record. It's going to be fun. We won't spoil that one for you. You're just going to have to wait for it. But until then, I will say see you later. And we'll let Mike say goodbye. Thanks, Mike. Peace out, y'all. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.